Lord, praise the Lord. Let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory. Great things he hath done. Amen. All right, let's go way back over toward the front of the book to number 56. The old rugged cross, number 56. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my cope is at last I lay down. I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown to the old rugged cross I will ever be true its shame and reproach gladly bear then he'll call me someday to my home far away where his glory forever I'll share so I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown Amen. Shake hands with someone around you there and tell them it's good to see you this morning. Well, good morning. It's good to welcome to our Sunday school hour. Good to see each other this morning. 
you can probably tell I'm still a bit hoarse. Um, but hopefully I'll make it through this. <clears throat> Somebody buzzing me. Hello. <laughs> Man, all this new stuff, technology today, it's, it's um, out of this world. <laughs> I, I don't ever know whether... Um, Somebody's calling me or not on my phone. I, I'm not a real fan of cell phones, as you probably know. <laughs> and uh, so I, I hate to hear those things go off, especially in church. <clears throat> that wasn't a cell phone, by the way. That was something. That was John over there. He was honking for you to get out of the way. He's coming through on his scooter here. <laughs> An older, older fellow used to come here, Brother Kroll. I don't know, probably you remember him. And his uh, hearing aids was always, you know, and he didn't know it. He didn't, it was a signal that he didn't uh, get to his brain. And, uh, but those things would be on all the time. And so, um, it's a mess. So, um, no, no announcements. I don't see any announcements on here. I would, uh, would like to meet with the deacons again this evening at 5 o'clock in my office. Um, got a notice here for choir practice at 5.15. Is that, is that for you, Bill? Yes, sir. Okay. 5.15 choir practice. Also, um, Brother Tony has put up a new uh, Bible reading schedule. I, I, I think he said that you, you've gone through the whole Bible now, right? How many of you were doing that? You've gone through the whole Bible so, f and it's still, still before the end of the year. So you did it really in around six months. Uh, but anyway, the new new Bible reading schedule starting a new new schedule now. So those will be out on the table in the vestibule back here or out front, either one. All right. Um, anybody have a birthday this past week? Anniversaries, any anniversaries? All right. Usher, would you come? Let's receive the offering. Brother Micah and uh, his family are gone. They had to go for a funeral service uh, up in Pensacola, I guess. And... Um, so pray for their safety as they uh, away from us and as, as they come back. And also um, my family, Gina, Steve, Jackson, they're still on vacation. So pray for them. They're up in uh, the New England area. <clears throat> I don't know, you probably know this, where Steve's from originally, Boston. And uh, so I guess he's visiting some of his old haunts up there. <clears throat> but I remember remember them. Uh, Pat Cody's still in the hospital. Continue to pray for her. And Danny Combs' sister, Cindy Cullen, still in the hospital. And also, uh, Wayne and Charlotte Smith are also traveling, so remember them. If you have an unspoken request this morning, raise your hand. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask his blessings on the offering and on our services throughout our Sunday school this morning. Brother Flowers, would you lead us in prayer?
Amen. That's kind of different. Um, our piano players, we've got a bunch of folks that play the piano, but they're either out sick or they're in other areas this morning taking care of their Sunday school classes or whatever. <clears throat> um, so we've had to kind of improvise. I thought there for a little bit, Bill was going to have to lead the singing a cappella. I don't know if you ever met that guy or not. Acapella, did you ever meet him? <clears throat> All right, open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We continue our study here. Every time I, I'm teaching on this part of the scripture here in chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians on the gifts of the Spirit, it seems like I kind of get bogged down. It seems like we've been on this now for several weeks. And um, <clears throat> so I'm going to go ahead this morning. going to try to tie everything together and, and finish finish up that lesson. Let me uh, just kind of give you some things that I may not have the time to get to this morning in the in the lesson. The, uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we've been studying about for several weeks now, they're divided into three different categories. You have what's called the speaking gifts, and you have what's called the serving gifts, and then you have the sign gifts. The speaking gifts, now that's that's like apostleship. Uh, I'm going to do a whole lesson just on the apostles maybe next, maybe next uh, Sunday. <clears throat> um, so I'm not going to talk much about, about that one. But the... Uh, the, the next one is prophecy or prophesy, and the word uh, the word prophecy or prophesy just simply means to to speak before, and it doesn't mean before time. Time wise, it's talking about before an audience to speak before an audience. You can do that one person or five thousand, but uh, but speak before. That's that's basically what the word the word prophecy or or prophesy means. Now there there are there are instances in the Bible where the word is used and and it is talking about things in the future to prophesy of things in the future. Um, another word, you know, predict. I don't really like that word as much because uh, that to me the word predict means you know that, that uh, it may not happen. You know, you just predict it may not happen. But but when it's speaking of prophesying. Of the future in in the Bible, those things are going to happen because God's the one that that uh, 
had these things spoken. Uh, another word of the speaking gifts is the word evangelism. We all know what that means. And pastoring, the gift of, uh, of pastoring. Teaching, the gift of teaching, of exhorting. And then uh, wisdom and knowledge, word of wisdom, word of knowledge. Those are the speaking gifts. I'll try, if we have enough time this morning, I'll try to <clears throat> go back and give you a more full explanation of what, what these gifts are. Uh, the second group are the serving gifts, and that's the gift of ministration. You hear in that word ministration, you hear the word ministry, minister, ministry, uh, administer is another word, and minister and ministry just means serving, serving to serve, to minister is to serve. Uh, so you have that, you have then the word helps, the helps, that, that uh, you know, there are people that uh, they, they, they don't have the gift of teaching, they, you know, they don't sing, they don't, you know, a lot of things that, that uh, they do not do, but they're very vital in, in any church as the people who, are, who have the gift of help, they just help. And uh, then, did you know that the gift of, there was a gift, the gift of giving? Did you know that? The gift of giving. And then uh, the gift of uh, government, ruling, uh, the gift of showing mercy. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of you have that, showing mercy, the gift of showing mercy. Faith, the gift of faith. And um, the gift of discernment. And those are all serving gifts. Those are gifts that, that you know, that just say, for instance, the average, the average church member, the average person, <clears throat> you have one or more of those gifts. And then the sign gifts, that's the gift of miracles, the gift of healing, the gift of tongues, and the gift of interpreting tongues. And, and um, those, those gifts, the sign gifts, have been done away. They're not. They're not needed anymore. I'll, I'll talk about that more when we get into the lesson here. But um, those are the gifts. Now, some of you have asked during this time if if I would uh, help them to identify their gift. And um, I, I'm I, I'm sorry. I can't do that. That's something you're going to have to determine between you and the Holy Spirit. Uh, I can I can see you know what you do, and I can say well you know that's they're exercising the gift of whatever, but I, but I don't know you know that that you have a uh, you know what, whatever that permanent gift may be that's something that you'll have to determine. I want to I want to talk about that some more when we get further into the lesson this morning. So um, the, um, the spiritual gifts, and kind of giving you an overview, and then we'll get into the uh, specifics of the things here in a little bit. Uh, the spiritual gifts are mentioned in the New Testament, uh, primarily in Romans chapter 12, and, and then here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. They fall into three categories, I just said, the sign gifts, the, the uh, speaking gifts, and the serving gifts. The, uh, before, before the New Testament was written, 
before the canon of scriptures had been completed, uh, me and the Christians, men that went out, you know, uh, preaching the gospel, went out starting, you know, winning souls, uh, starting churches and all those things, they, uh, the people where they went, they spoke to, they had no standard for judging the, the truthfulness of someone that, you know, that preached, that taught, that, that uh, witnessed to them in the name of Christ. The sign gifts were given to authenticate their their message, to, that's the, uh, you know, to, to back up, to show this, what they were preaching, uh, what they were uh, uh, teaching about and all that, that these things were of God and, and that was verified by these sign gifts. Not everybody had those. Not all the, not even all the early Christians had that. But after the canon of Scripture was completed, after the New Testament was completed, uh, those sign gifts were not needed anymore. Uh, now our authority is is this: the, the Word of God. Uh, we go and in, we go into an area, and uh, we have our Bible under our arm and. This is our authority. So the sign gifts are not needed anymore. Um, I'll talk about that some more when we get a little further into the lesson. But um, the those uh, sign gifts that uh, they ceased after, after the apostles died off or maybe even before that because I'll show you some uh, verses after a while where it indicates that they had already stopped, and uh, but the apostles hadn't all died off yet. <clears throat> the, the signs in uh, in Second Corinthians chapter twelve, verse twelve. <clears throat> you might want to uh, turn there and underline this very important verse. Now, this in Second Corinthians, not First Corinthians. In Second Corinthians chapter twelve, verse twelve, uh, Paul explained to the Corinthian church that the, the, uh, the signs of a true apostle were performed among you with all perseverance by signs and wonders and miracles. The, the apostles, they had the, the gift of being able to do wonders, work miracles, uh, uh, and so forth. So, but that was because they had to have authentication of the message that they were that they were preaching and teaching, and then uh, in Hebrews it gives further revelation about the purpose of those gifts. In Hebrews chapter two, verse three and four, I'll just I'll just uh, paraphrase it for you there. After the after the gospel was at the first spoken through the Lord, it was confirmed to us by those who heard God also bearing witness with them both by signs and wonders and by various miracles, divers miracles and by gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own, his own will. So again, this verifies the fact that the apostles had that gift, the gift of being work, able to work those miracles and healing all those things uh, because that was to authenticate the message that they were preaching. 
And even during uh, Jesus' earthly ministry, the apostles went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word by the signs that followed. That's in uh, Mark 16, verse 20. Now, the book, you're, you're aware of the fact that, that the order of the books here, we're talking about here in the New Testament right now, the order of the books is not, they're not, that's not chronologically, they're not chronological in order. You're aware of that, aren't you? Uh, there's a reason that they're in the order that they are, but they're not, they're not in chronological order. First uh, Corinthians, for instance, was written around A.D. 54. And Romans, uh, the book of Romans was written four years later. So First Corinthians, when it's talking about these and given the, the list of these signs here in First Corinthians, this was after the book of uh, Romans had been written and that list of signs had been given. And uh, so in the book of Romans, in fact, in every other list that's given of the, of the gifts, beside Roman, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, every, every one of those, the gifts of healing, miracles, speaking in tongues, and interpreting tongues is not found. It's only here in this list is given here. Uh, the, other, the other New Testament passages that mention spiritual gifts, that's Ephesians 4 and First uh, Peter 4, as, as well as Romans, they, they were written, and, and uh, Ephesians and First Peter were written several years after the book of Romans, several years after the book of Romans. And um, they make no mention of sign gifts. <clears throat> now, that's very important. It's very important that you realize that order and that, that the only place that the sign gifts are mentioned as gifts is in, uh, in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Peter uh, specifically mentions the categories of speaking and serving gifts. He said whoever speaks and whoever uh, serves, <clears throat> but, <clears throat> but he, does not, he does not list the sign gifts in, his, in, his, in the verses there that are in 1 Peter. So, so it seems evident then that Paul didn't mention the sign gifts in Romans because uh, their place in the church was coming to an end. They were beginning to get more and more of, of the Bible, more and more of the New Testament was being written and, and being canonized. <clears throat> uh, so the, the sign gifts belong to a unique era in the church and, and, and would have no place, uh, no uh, ongoing uh, place in the, uh, you know, in the ongoing ministry. <clears throat> so, uh, so it's significant then that the seven gifts mentioned in Romans 12, verse 6 through 8, are all within the categories of speaking and serving. Just in the, those two categories, speaking and serving. It's also important to note uh, in 1 Corinthians 12, Paul, Paul uses uh, a term there to describe the specific divinely bestowed gifts uh, and, 
and he, he calls them, the, the root word uh, is just the word spiritual, spiritual, the spirituals. And he explains that there are, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit, and that the same spirit works all these things, distributing each one individually just as he wills. <clears throat> now, now, the reason I point that out is because the word that is used there is different than the word that is used in Romans 12. The word is used here in 1 Corinthians 12. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 12, different than the word that's used in Romans 12, the root, the root word. Uh, over there in Romans 12, he uses the, the word that we get the word grace from. That's the word uh, charis, charisma. Uh, charisma refers to the gifts. Uh, the word charis, C-H-A-R-I-S, it just means grace. That's the word, uh, that's what, the root word for uh, grace. In 1 Corinthians, Paul emphasizes the nature and the authority of the gifts, uh, spiritual endowments empowered by the Holy Spirit. In Romans, he, uh, he simply emphasizes their source. And the source of it, of course, the grace of God. <clears throat> so uh, uh, Paul indicates that the, that the list, list of gifts by referring back to the unity and diversity that he's just uh, pointed out in verses 4 and 5. We're not taking the time to go back to all that. But, uh, but, he's, but he lists those there. The point is he lists those and refers back to what he was talking about, the unity. And, and the, uh, even though there are diversities of gifts, yet they're, they're, they're all to be used together, to be used in the local church. So um, under, God's, under God's grace that all believers share, we have gifts that differ according to the specific ways in which he individually endows them. Just trying to give you some uh, things here an overall view of things so that if I don't get time this morning that you'll, you'll have this. I'm, I'm planning for this to be the last lesson about the gifts, so I'm trying to kind of hurry, hurry through some things here. <clears throat> now, uh, in, uh, in verse 3 in, this, in, in Romans, he... Uh, He's not, he, when he's talking about faith there, he's not talking about saving faith there. And, in, and also there, when he's talking about grace, he's not referring to, save, to serving grace. But, but he's speaking to those who are already, they, they're already saved and they're already serving. Now, uh, let, me, let me say this. Um, before I forget this, this point. Just because you can identify your, your gift doesn't mean that you're not using it. You may be, you know, uh, Paul, and remember in the very first verse here in 1 Corinthians 12, Paul said, I would not have you be ignorant, indicating they were ignorant about, about the gifts. And, um, and I think that, that that's, you know, that's true of us today, there's a, there's a 
an ignorance just mean, you know, not knowing, not knowing about it. I've, I've mentioned to you before that um, my pastor, our pastor, when we were in Orlando, I don't recall him ever preaching anything about the gifts. I never, never heard anything about it. When I was in Bible college, there was never any teaching about the gifts. And in studying about it and doing research, you know, about all this, uh, the fact is that, that most Baptists really don't believe they are for today. None of them. So that's why you don't hear anything about it. Now, I, I believe that, that the serving and speaking gifts are for us. I've experienced at least the, the preaching and pastoring. I've experienced that. So I, I do believe that they are for today. I, but I do, I also believe that the sign gifts have been done away with. And, uh, but but uh, the speaking and the serving, and, and, and again, it's not, you know, I know, you know, some of you have said, oh, I don't know what my gift, I'm just, you know, I, I, I've tried, I've asked the Lord to reveal to me, and I just don't know what my gift is. Just keep on doing what you're doing. Keep on serving the Lord because you, you're obviously in your serving the Lord, you're using the gifts the Holy Spirit's given you even though you, you know, you're not saying, well, I'm using the gift. I'm using this. This is the gift of the, the Holy Spirit in me. Uh, it's, see, maybe, maybe sometimes you're thinking too much in terms of the gift rather than than letting the Holy Spirit work through you and serving serving the Lord through the Holy Spirit and Holy Holy Spirit using those gifts that He's given. So again, it's not it's not as important that you know what the gift is as it is that you are serving the Lord and and uh, and the Holy Spirit is using whatever you know whatever ability or or anything, you know, that you may have. Um, uh, you know, some of you, you know, I, I would expect if I were to go through our Sunday school this morning and all of our teachers say, uh, are you exercising the gift of the Holy Spirit in your teaching? And probably most of them say, well, I don't know, you know. Uh, but teaching is a gift. But see, the point is, uh, it's, it's not as important that you know what it is, is that you just serve the Lord in the way that you feel like this is what God, God has endowed me with this ability or this, uh, you might even want to say talent. God has endowed me with this. And uh, whether or not you recognize that as a gift, or not, that's not the important thing. The important thing is, are you using that, whatever, whatever that ability is? Are you, if you have the gift of helps, are you, are you using that? The, the, uh, the gift of teaching, are you using that? So, so you know, I, I wouldn't get too concerned or you're going to get too apprehensive about, well, I don't know what my gift is. I don't know what. Now, there's one gift that, that everybody, you know that you have this gift, and that's the gift of the Holy Spirit. So let the Holy Spirit work through you See, as we yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit, then he will use those gifts that he's given to us. He will use those to build up the church, to build up um, Christian brothers and sisters.
and that's really what the gifts are for. They are to, for the build up, building up of the body, the body of Christ. <clears throat> so um, we we obviously, you know, need to pay attention to our gift, but we can never faithfully exercise it by focusing on the gift itself. We can we can serve Christ only as we become like him and and we can exercise the spirit gifts only as we present ourselves as living sacrifices and submit to his continuing uh, transformation of our lives see one one of the things that that we recognize as a Christian we we are being conformed to what the image of God's dear son, the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. So um, let me let me uh, let's get back here now to, to what we've been looking at in chapter 12, 1 Corinthians. <clears throat> and we we've learned that there's some gifts that the Spirit of God's given to the church for the duration of the church. In fact, I, I believe as I said a while ago, I believe that. The speaking gifts and the serving gifts are still for today. And, um, and these gifts are to be ministered at all times in the life of the church. And as I've pointed out several times in these lessons, these gifts are only for the church. They're only given that we exercise them in the body. And you remember the uh, illustrations given of the human body and how all the, the members of the human body, they work in unity. Although there's a, a diversity, you know, your hand, it says, you know, you, your hand's not like your foot, and your foot not like your eye, and, you know, how, and, and the question is asked there, how can you, how can the hand say to the foot, you know, I'm, I'm not of you, I'm not part of you. So just as in our physical body, Although there's diversity, there's difference. My hand works different than my foot does or my eye or, or my ear. Um, but but there, there has to be unity. You know, it's got to be working together or it's not going to be working right. And so the same thing, same thing in, the, uh, in the local church and the body of Christ. Now, also, I've already mentioned too there too, there are two uh, uh, categories of these permanent gifts, these uh, edifying gifts. In 1 Peter chapter 4, in verse 10, and you don't have to turn there, just listen. Uh, as every man hath received the gift, whatever, whatever that is, as ye have received the gift, so, so minister the same one to another. It's to be used one to another. It's in, in the body, in the body of Christ, which is the local church. So as a, uh, as a steward of the diversity, the, some, someone called the multicolored uh, grace of God, uh, you're a steward, so you're to minister that gift. You know, don't you know? Don't ignore it. You know, don't just set it aside. Uh, you're to 
You're to be a good steward of everything. It's required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Faithful in what? Faithful in everything. Be found faithful. Faithful in the in the gifts that, that the Lord has given you. And then he divides the gifts into two categories. He said, if any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man serve, let him do it as the ability which God gives. So there, so there you have the, the, the two kinds of gifts, the speaking and the serving that are permanent. No mention, again, of these sign gifts. All, now, there's a sense that, that all gifts uh, serve, but, but simply to use Peter's terminology to help us distinguish, uh, we'll, we'll draw uh, these two categories, speaking gifts and serving verbal gifts and, and non nonverbal gifts, but that's there are there are times when your service gifts also, you know, need verbalization. You know, you like if you're um, you know, you're you're teaching. You're teaching that is a service gift, but that needs words, doesn't it? You know, that, that needs verbalization. <clears throat> so there's you know, there's a a uh, an, an overlapping. Uh, now I want to mention uh, before time runs out here. The moment, I want to mention these uh, speaking gifts. First of all, <clears throat> we won't have time to look at all of them, but uh, the first one that's listed here is the gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy. Uh, sometimes the word would be prophesy, uh, but. Yeah, and we we usually think about, well, you know, that's telling the future. That's preaching about future events and, you know, things are going to happen in the future. <clears throat> but the word prophecy or prophesy simply really is a basic word meaning to speak, to speak, just to speak, proclaim. And that, uh, and what it, what it means is to speak before, but it doesn't mean to speak before in time, as I said a while ago, it, it means to speak before an audience, before, you know, you speak before you know, an audience, a Sunday school class, uh, or may even be one-on-one, one-on-one, you're, you're, you're teaching, you know, you're speaking, you're witnessing, whatever it is, that just may, just may be one-on-one. <clears throat> but it's to speak before in terms of an audience. Uh, or, or to, or to speak before someone, some, some person. Uh, two, it, it, it also speaks to speaking in public, of course, to publicly proclaim. That's the gift of prophecy. That's, that's what happens here in this pulpit uh, every Sunday, Wednesday night. We are, we, we are, I am, or whoever speaking here is prophesying. He's prophesying. He's speaking before. He's proclaiming before an audience. And uh, that's a gift. I, I, I know there are, there are people that God's call, God calls in to preach and gives them the gift of uh, being able to preach. And they already have the gift of gab, you know, people that, you know, they can talk to anybody about anything. And forever, you know, but, uh, but there, there's a 
special sense that that um, the, the the gift of prophecy is just you know just for speaking before an audience. Am I making myself clear? Um, I don't have the gift of gab. I when I'm preaching, I'm exercising my gift because I wouldn't be able to do this if I didn't have that gift, if I didn't have the gift of, of prophecy because um, I, I hardly know how to um, carry on a conversation with somebody besides, hey, how are you? You know, I, I can't think of what, or what to say. So, so when, I, when I'm preaching, when I'm speaking, I'm exercising that gift. And uh, so, so the the uh, the definition of this within is just to to uh, proclaim publicly the message. So let's go to the second gift now. Number two, it's uh, the word the word of knowledge. 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 Now the word knowledge is such a broad word; it, it defies definition uh, in a in a closed sense. It, it, it's, it's very broad. It's hard to specify what it means. It says, it says here, a word of knowledge. And that's, that's why I, I say this is another of the speaking gifts because the word, the word of knowledge, the word, the word, word is there. That means that, means, uh, that it's something you're saying. And uh, so it's a speaking gift, the utterance of, of knowledge, um, the the original word there's the word logos, L-O-G-O-S. Uh, so so that it, that means it can be a spoken word, it can be a word that spoken, it can be written on a page, um, spoken to a crowd, spoken privately to an individual. Uh, it is. Basically, what it is a speaking knowledge, a speaking knowledge. Just this is a special gift, and here's the definition of it: it's a spirit-given ability to observe, to observe biblical facts and make conclusions. The the spiritual gift of observing biblical facts and making conclusions. In other words, it's the ability to understand the Bible, to read and, and understand the Bible. Now, you know, you say, well, you know, I must have, I must have that because I, I can read and understand. Now, there, uh, there are people that, that I think that they're specially gifted with this, with this gift here. People that are writers, you know, people that write uh, books on theology, you know, on doctrine, things like that. Uh, scholars, they're teachers, professors, researchers. Uh, there are people that God has gifted uh, to do that, and and there there's where there's an overlapping of of gifts because that also can be. The gift of helps because those people help us, don't they? See, so you have commentaries, you have commentaries on the Bible, you have commentaries on books, chapters, verses. Uh, 
even you know even printed sermons sermons that are that are printed and made available in book form nowadays you know you've got you've got the computer you can you can go online and you can put up any commentary that's ever been written you can uh, you know you can do research that's for me, about about the uh, only good thing about computers is that you can do research in a hurry. You know, you can just type in whatever it is that you're wanting to research, and and it's there. Now you do have to weed out some things, you know, because uh, a lot of times people write stuff that's not not true. But uh, but you see what I mean? This this is a gift to be able to uh, to. Uh, study the Bible and observe things that you know the average person cannot cannot see, cannot they cannot observe, and be able then to write those, make this available for us, so that we can learn. Uh, you know, you have you have uh, professors in colleges, Bible colleges that that they have they have that gift of being able to dig in there and get things you know that the average Christian can't can't get, can't see. And then there's a third gift, it's the word of wisdom. The word of wisdom. And this this gift differs from knowledge in in this way. The emphasis is on the the skill of application rather than the knowledge of the facts. The the word of knowledge is, you know, that's what it says. Knowledge is, is having a knowledge of, and what we're studying is the Bible. Having a knowledge of the Bible, being able to observe things, see things, and and uh, you know, bring things out that that you know maybe maybe you and I would not be able to to see or do. But the uh, the word of wisdom is how to apply those facts. You know, if you, uh, if, if, if I get up and preach and I just, and I just, you know, I just tell you this is what this verse says, <clears throat> and, and you, so you get a knowledge of what that is saying, but if you don't apply it, it it's not, it's not going to do you any good. Jesus said, if you know these things, that's knowledge. If you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. That's wisdom. That's the wisdom. You got the knowledge and the wisdom in that one verse. Knowing what to do, but then doing it. That the application of it, that's, that's wisdom. Um, there, there are two other, other gifts, uh, four and five. The gift of teaching. And I've already said uh, some things about that. And the um, and then the number five, the gift of exhortation. Now, what is the word? What is the word exhortation? The word, the the word basically means to comfort or or help or or advise or strengthen. I like I like that the definition strengthen to strengthen. The gift of strengthening. That's good, isn't it? We need a lot more people in the church that have that gift. The gift of exhorting. The gift of strengthening. Um, 
it's uh, there. You know, there are people in the church that their their job isn't necessarily to proclaim. It's not to dig out the facts. It's not to not to even figure out how to apply all of that. <clears throat> it's not to uh, to teach, <clears throat> but it's just to go around and encourage and strengthen people. You think of somebody here in our in our church, local here in this body. Can you think of people like that? Think of folks that <clears throat> they encourage, they encourage, they exhort, they they strengthen, and that's that's a gift. That's a good gift to have. I wish we had more folks with that gift in our in our churches. <clears throat> so um, that's all the time we have for this morning. I didn't get to a, a number of those gifts, but <clears throat> I think by this time I point out enough for you that you're able to take it from there and and uh, learn what the rest of them are all about. We'll we're gonna. I'm I'm thinking about just teaching a lesson just on the uh, on apostleship, on the apostles. I think that's so important. So maybe next Sunday we'll see how the Lord leads in that. Heavenly Father, bless the lesson. I pray that you bless the service to follow. Bless the singing, the music, bless the preaching. And I pray that you crown our efforts with the salvation of lost souls. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll be starting our preaching service now in a couple of minutes. We invite you to stay with us. <clears throat>